Hope everybody's doing well. Um, we are now at the top of Chaf and Aleph. And the, starting the Gemara, just a reminder, the Mishnah we mentioned before, which we've learned in Chaf Dalim tells us that uh, scenarios in which Truma is treated more severely than uh, Kodesh, the opposite of what we've seen, seen until now. And the first example was that for those living in Yehuda, we're going to talk later about why specifically in Yehuda, that um, they are trusted about Kodesh, about Kodesh wine and Shemen um, all year round. And at the times when they are pressing the grapes and the wine, then they're trusted even on Truma. Um, however, if once the time has passed and they're no longer, uh, they're no longer in the wine or, or, or olive pressing uh, season, so then when it comes to Truma, the Amiyarits are not believed. So the Gemara asked the question, Why is it that they're trusted specifically in the area of Yehuda, but they're not trusted if they live in the Galil? What's the difference? The Gemara answers, That in the, again, just geographically, to get from Yehuda to the Galil, or Galil to the Yehuda, you have to pass through an area of Eretz Yisrael in which Kusim lived. Kusim were individuals who had, uh, you know, um, converted to Judaism, but not fully, and not really, and um, and even though they had converted, they really had, you know, been brought to Eretz Yisrael uh, by others, and their conversion was not really real, and they went back to doing Abu Dazar, so they were really treated in a certain sense like non-Jews. So what? Why does that matter? Um, if you look at Rashi in the third line, in Rashi, Ritsua shall Eretz Ha'amim, Mavsekas Ben Galil Basically, you see Rashi continuing basically as if it's an area that belongs to non Jews. Um, and the Yushalayim be Yehuda, here in Yushalayim is in Yehuda, the Efshalavi and the Yushalayim Batara, the Fisha Gazru Chachamim Tumal Eretz Ha'amim, because Chachazal made a Gzeira that any land that belongs to the non Jewish population is assumed to be Tameh. Um, and so uh, that meant that someone who's bringing items from uh, from the Galil to Yehuda, etc., is going to find themselves crossing over an area which is considered Tameh, in which case, again, the wine or the olive oil would become Tameh, and so you can't trust that it's remained, it contained, uh, maintained its status of being Tahor. So the Gemara says, well, wait a second. Why don't I bring this... Uh, this uh, wine or olive oil, I can bring it in something that will protect it, right? In a, in a carriage, in some type of, uh, you know, closet, like these little tiny, tiny movable closets, or migdal um, literally means, uh, you know, some type of tower. But again, it means, it means things that can be moved, but they're, they're vessels that are closed. And those things um, should be able to protect the, the, the olive oil and the wine from becoming tummy. So Gemara says, Hamani Rabbi Rabbi, no, this is like the opinion of Rabbi, Rabbi Yudanasi. Wow, what was Rabbi's opinion? Da'amra Ohel Zaruk Lav Shmei Ohel. It's a concept in the halacha known as an Ohel Zaruk, meaning if I have an Ohel, something that can be, that can enclose an item, so then that item won't become Tameh from something that's outside of it or even underneath it. Um, again, because the item is fully enclosed in something else. However, Rabbi's of the opinion that if I have an Ohel, which can be, that can move, so that doesn't work. That's not considered an ohel. It doesn't protect the item. Uh, what's the best example right now of an ohel zaruk? So akar. There's a big discussion actually in the uh, in Eretz Yisrael. There are certain areas where there are um, uh, r- roadways that pass over 
um, like being an overpass that passes over a cemetery. It's a shadow if a Kohen can drive in such a place. Do we assume that the, that the uh, car protects this individual from the Tumah? Or do we assume like Rebbe that Ohel Zarek loves me Ohel? Right, that an Ohel Zarek, an Ohel that moves, it isn't considered an Ohel and doesn't protect a person from Tumah. So um, the bottom line is, if we assume like Rebbe, this mission assumes like Rebbe, well, that's why you can't bring a shade, even if you'd bring the wine or the oil in a uh, shade that Tevo Migdal, it wouldn't help. Because we see that when, if you they say a person's coming in to uh, to an area that's an area that belongs to non-Jews, and they come in in a, some type of you know item, they're brought in a in a, in a box, right? Like we you know Dina was brought in a box when they went to see uh, to meet Asaf, says the Medrash. So same thing, they bring them, they, they brought this person in a box. So Rebbe says. They still become Tameh. Rebbe Yehuda says, no, they remain Tahar. Samara says, fine, no problem. That doesn't work. Let's try something else. Um, so why don't we let the person bring the item in, the, the wine or the olive oil, in a earthenware vessel, which is totally sealed up. In which case, it's even better than a, than a shaded Teva of Migdal. It's made out of earthenware, and it's going to protect it from becoming Tahar. So Rebbelezer says, no, because we paskin that we've taught already in the Brisa that a hektish does not become protected even by a totally sealed up vessel. So here the Vahatanya is going to be a challenge. Vahatanya, wait a second, we have a Brisa that says, that a only mechatas, the water of, of the paraduma, is not protected. In a uh, in a my love ha kodesh nitzo. Meaning, if that's true, the tummy that specifically the mechatas isn't protected means to, seem, seem to apply that kodesh is protected. So Mar says no ha mayim she'enam nikudashim nitzo No, it means to tell me that water that otherwise had not become kodesh is protected from becoming tummy in a tzamib, in a tzamibsiyo. Uh, okay, so Mar says wait a second. Vahamar ula chavrai mida. But wait a second, I know that we say, Ula said that his, uh, you know, that the Chaverim, individuals who are very, you know, very pious people, so what would they do? They prepare wine and oil, right, and they do so uh, in a state of being Tahor. And why do they do that? They, it, sorry, the, the Gemara's Kash is, we know that in the Galil, they are still, the Chaverim are making um, oil, and shem, oil and wine, which is Tahor. So why are they doing that? They can't bring it to the base of Middash. It's going to become Tahor anyways. Right? Why, would they, why would they waste their time? So Gemara's answers, so implication being, they're able to bring it. Um, and we're not concerned that it's going to become Tahor when they walk through. There must be some way they can bring it without it becoming Tahor. Without becoming Tahor. So Gemara answers, No, the reason they do that is so that when... Uh, Mashiach comes and Eliyahu Navi comes he will make this area that's between the Galil and Yehuda he'll make a Tahor in which, in which case they're going to be able to then bring it in a state of Tahor if you look at Rashi Rashi says right? so he'll make a pathway through the, through the area that otherwise was Tameh he'll make a Tahor so that they're able to bring it Bitara. So the fact that they're making it doesn't mean that they knew that there was some way to do so. Maybe they were preparing for things. Uh, preparing for that.
time eventually, even though they even though they were uh, preparing it now. Okay, so continues the Gemara according to the Mishnah Mishas Hagitos Neimanin Afalachuma. Right, the time of the when the presses are in full force. So then, an Amaris is believed even to bring uh, truma that that the truma is remains tower. The Gemara says Remini bring a contradiction. Hagomer Zaysov, when a person is finishing up pressing his olives. Yeshayer kupa achas coming. You should leave over a little box of of uh, olives and give it to the poor coin. So what's this idea of yeshayer kupa achas that you should leave it over? So Rashi says hagomer esayisav amaaret shabalik morasayisav amaaret is finishing pressing his wines um, or, or gather, sorry gathering up his his olives. So. Um, Yeshaya Kupa Acha says Rashi Latzorach Trumosa, right? He should leave something over as uh, as Trumavi Nenela Ani Cohen and give it to him the year Ena. Rashi says he should look at it Shalohu Chsheru Hazesim, so he can show the 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 Cohen that the olives never became wet, moist, in which case they'd be become susceptible to Tuma. Ve'Cohen Yasena Betara, meaning that and then the Cohen himself will take them and use them Betara. So what's what's the point? Alma b'shas hagitos v'habadim enemanim. What you see is that if he's taking some of the of the olives even before he presses them and handing them over to the to the kohen, uh, then why is he doing that? The implication is because he's not believed. But you told me in the Mishnah that he is believed, and that if he would you know finish the whole process himself and then give give the truma to the to the kohen, that would work. So what, why we why do we give him this, this instructions to give it to the kohen? Before he really finishes, before it becomes susceptible to tumor. Um, so, answer the Gemara. Amr of Nachman Lokasha, not a problem. Haba Kharfei, Haba Aflei. No, it's not a problem. In, in the case of the mission that we're talking about, so that's, that's Kharfei is like an earlier, earlier time. It's the crop of olives that come early. Um, in which case, we are still in the you know pressing season, but Haba Aflay, the others when we're talking this this, this new Mishnah which was like the seeming contradiction, Rashi says Ba'aflay shekvar avers managitos leruba da'ama kamar delomeheiman. Meaning in that case, you're already really at the end of the pressing season. So once we're at the end of the pressing season, most people have finished already. So now this cooler we've had until now, which the Amaret is believed, is no longer relevant because the whole point is it's only relevant because. They're in the middle of the, pre- of the pressing season. Everyone was mid-tahir, all of their kalim beforehand. So we can assume that he's going to do it in the state of tahir. But once that season's over, so I'm not really, uh, I don't have that same confidence anymore. And therefore, both missionaries are correct. The first mission was telling me that you can trust the Amaretz. That's when you're dealing with the normal time period. He just, you know, was mid-tahir, all, all of his presses, and everything's in a state of tahir. But this mission, which says he has to leave it over and show the Kohen, because you don't trust the Amaretz, that's when it's much later in the season, and now we, we've lost that confidence, and most people have finished already, in which case we lose that confidence in the Amaretz. Um, okay. Uh, so Amalei Rav Acha Bar Ava. So Rav Acha Rav Ava said, "What could go my?" So I mean, he basically says to uh, Rav Nachman, "What do you mean? Like, what, what's the scenario? What are we talking about here? In which situation? What kind of um, olives are already the later ones in the later season?" So he says to him, "Kigon, kigon, uh, like your father's house, <laughs> meaning that your father's house had late olives. Whatever. The, okay, why he needed that whole conversation is an interesting question. But the bottom line is, that's the answer." Okay, so, so Yosef Amar Begalila Shanu. So Yosef says, "No, I'll tell you the differences. 
The difference is that our mission was talking in Yehuda, and this Mishnah, which says you don't that you believe them, is in Yehuda, and the mission that says you don't believe them, that's in the Galil. Okay, so it's just a different uh, geographical location. So what? Uh, look at Rashi. Begalila Shanu. And the mission says, if you believe them, it's in Yehuda. The Katani Rasha should be Yehuda, Neman, and Altaras, Yahim, Bishem, and Valakai, Ubashas, Agidos, Rabbanim, Afalachuma. Meaning, this distinction between Yehuda and the Galil doesn't apply only all year round uh, by Kodesh, etc. But it also applies during the Shas Agidos. Uh, and the Badim specifically, even even that distinction of lies only in Yehuda, but not in the Galil. And so, so the original mission says they believe that's in Yehuda, and the mission says that they're not believed that's in the Galil. Seems like a reasonable answer. However, the Gemara is unhappy with it. You have a Bryce that says that the, that the 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 other side of the Yardin, the Galil and the Galil are both treated like Yehuda. So you see that there they treat, they trust them. Um, this mission assumes that the Abra Yardain, the other side, the eastern side of the Jordan River, the Galil, are treated just the same as the area known as Yehuda. And how are they the same? And just exactly our, po- our question, and for our, exactly our point, that they're trusted when it comes to Yain at the time when they're producing Yain, they're trusted on the olive oil when they're producing the olive oil. But not at different times, and not, not at the other times. But the bottom line is, you see the Galil and Yehuda treated the same in terms of this, this kula of trusting the Amaritz during the time when they're pressing the wine or pressing the olive oil. So answers the Gemara, Okay, Gemara answers fine, no problem. You're right. Really, really the, the answer for our contradiction is not the second answer that's the distinction between Yehuda and the Galil. Rather, the answer is the first answer we gave, which is that. It, the first mission is talking about an earlier stage where you're still, you know, right in the throes of of pressing the olives or the, the press, pressing the olives, as opposed to our, this second mission, which is talking about a later time when they're no longer uh, most people are already done with their olive presses and therefore that kula no longer applies. Okay, next gemara. So the next gemara now talks about the next line in the mission, which was of ragitos if the time for pressing the olives. And the wine is over. That once it once it's too late, so now you can't accept it from the Amaritz, but rather you should he should wait until uh, the next time when they're pressing, and once they're pressing again, you'll be able to trust him again. So the Gemara now continues and asks as follows on this case. They ask from Rav So we, the Mishnah told us that once the time is over, so the, uh, right, the Shas Hagitos, once those times are, are over in Habadim, once they're done, so um, the Amarit shouldn't bring it to the, the Chavir, rather he should hold on to it and then he can bring it later when... Uh, the, the, the pressing season comes back and then we'll trust them again. But what happens if he already accepted it? What if the Amaretz already gave it to the Chavar and the Chavar already accepted it? Can the Chavar put it aside and wait until um, the next pressing, you know, the next wine pressing season and then he can use it then? Does that work? So, Amalhu, Tani Suha, we taught already. Chavar v'Amaretz, Sheyushu Esavihem, Amaretz. Sorry, Sheyushu Esavihem. You, you have two children of a... Um, 
who uh, inherited their father, who himself was an Amaretz. So Yechaver and Amaretz, Sheyishu Etzaviyam Amaretz, and they got Yerusha, an inheritance from their father, who himself was an Amaretz. So how are they going to split things up? So, and, they, and he had produce that when he passed away. So Yachar Lormalo, the Chaver can say to his brother the Amaretz, there's a whole bundle of wheat. You'll take that wheat and I'll take that wheat. Um, I'll take wheat in this area. You'll take the wheat in that area. You'll take that yayin and I'll take that yayin. Um, so as long as it's within the same uh, species, the same item, right? It's wheat, it's barley, it's, wa- it's wine, etc. So I can say... That wine's yours, this wine's mine, that, that, that barley's mine, that barley's yours. What's the whole purpose of doing that? Right? So the point is, because he's concerned about Tumah Vatara. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, Shiodea Behen, the top Rashi on the page, and Behen, He knows that certain, um, some of the, of the wheat, let's say, became wet and became Huxhali Kabatumah. It's prepared, it gets susceptible to Tumah now. And he'll take the, area, the, the wheat that didn't become susceptible to him because again, because he it matters to him, it doesn't matter to his brother. Since there's they're, they're all the same item, right, it's all wheat, for example, we have a concept known as brayra, meaning though meaning that even though when the father passed away, it wasn't clear which which wheat belonged to which person, to which brother, they can choose. You'll take that one and I'll take this one, and then Lamafreya, right, it turns out that retroactively, that wheat belonged to him, and this wheat belonged to me. Uh, each one belonged to, the, to that person. Um, fine. Um, but, but the truth is, if it was all one, you know, one, uh, if, if he has wine, and if there's wine, and there's uh, wheat, he can't say, you'll take the wheat, and I'll take the wine. Because that's, in that case already, we don't say yesh uh, prayer. We don't say that retroactively. It turns out that I, I got the wheat and you got the, you got the wine within one item. You can say that. Um, right, that's the continuation of the brisa of aloyam alo tula talach vani yavesh. Tula tachit vani siyorin. Or you take um, you take all the wet and I'll take all the dry. Or you take all the chitim and anisa, or I'll take all the barley. But fine, you can't do that. Fine. So, but what's the point? Vatani Allah also chaver sorev halach umeniach esayavish, and it says that the chaver should burn up that which is wet already. Why? Because that which is wet, if he's a kohen, the Rashi says sorev esalach im kohen hu v'yeshemin l'truma madliko l'neros. He should burn it, and he can use it to to you know use for his. Candles or whatever, but he can't eat it. He has to burn it. He can leave that which is dry, meaning that which is wet is susceptible to tumah. And again, this man's father was an amaretz, and the uh, that which is dry, which wasn't susceptible to tumah, he can he can use. But the question is, am I? Why should he be concerned? That um, the, the the whole point is that since his father was an amaretz, so the items that are already already susceptible to tumah, they're already wet. So then. We are, he, he's nervous, he can't, really shouldn't be able to use them because maybe they already became Tomei from his father, who's the Amaretz. And that's the, really the, the main point of the conversation here. So the Gemara says, but wait a second, why does he have to get rid of that which is susceptible to Tumah? Just wait, right? Wait until the pressing season, right? And then you'll take the, the, the olives, the grapes, or whatever that were wet, 
And it doesn't matter because now the Amrach would be, quote, believed at this point, and you should be able to use them. So, uh, so if that's true, you see, so the fact that he can't, what do you see? That once you've already accepted the item, and in this case, he was Yorish, he inherited it automatically, but once it becomes yours, at that point, I can't say, oh, you know what, I'll wait till the next pressing season and then I'll use it because now it's Tahar again. No, it doesn't work that way. It's that the, it's the whole point is that the, that the um, art is trusted to hand it to you during the pressing season, not that you have already accepted it and now you can wait until then. So that's the Gemara wants to assume at this point. But the Gemara answers back, not so fast. Um, so the answer to the Gemara, but Dabar She'en Logat. Right? So um, maybe this is an item uh, that doesn't have a season. Right? And the reason why, so what's the Dabar She'en Logat? Says Rashi, Kagon Shechar Tamarim. So you have dates, a date beer. Right? Shaltruma, Vahai Sorif Lashon Iburhu. It doesn't mean you have to burn them, it just means destroy it. So meaning that maybe the, the item that was there was an item that does not have a specific season. Right? So beer, apparently, date beer, doesn't have a specific pressing season. It's made all year round. And therefore, there would be no time when you could say, oh, now it's okay, now I can use it. And therefore, he was told to destroy it. But something that would have a gat, something that has a specific season for pressing it, maybe then it, it, uh, it still would be permissible and he could have still held on to it and just not used it until the pressing season. So then the Gemara says, V'yanichenu, so why don't I let? So so why don't I just say wait until the uh, wait until Yantif? Why says Rashi should Tumas Amaaretz ain't a right? Vim Karena because we assume that Amaaretz doesn't uh, is is tar when it comes to the to to, uh, to Yantif, and it will not because uh, um, because the Amaaretz are trusted around that time and can use it then. So answer the Gemara. Uh, but something that can't be that can't be held for the regal. I mean, something that's going to spoil by then. So you have to destroy that one because it won't be because you won't be able to uh, use it by then. But the bottom line is that the uh, Gemara seems to at least uh, at this point we said wanted to know again could an item that was already given by the Amaretz to the Chavar at the wrong season, in which case it should be treated as tummy already. Can the Chavar hold on to it and say, well, I'll just wait to use it until this season during which he is trusted, rather that is. The pressing season, whether that's the, the yontif season, when they would go to the Beis Hamikdash, and therefore we'd assume even Amei Aretz are more careful about uh, Tuma Vatara. So the Gemara tries to say that that's not true; it's not possible. How do we know? Because the Chavir, who is being Yorish, his father, he's inheriting from his father. In that case, we don't allow him to wait. Uh, we make him destroy that which is already become Hukshlekabat Tuma, because the concern became Tuma already. So you see that it sounds like once you already accepted it, you can't wait. And the Gemara answered, no, maybe this is a scenario where either an item that doesn't have a specific season or it's an item that can't be held for that long. But otherwise, maybe it could still be true that uh, the Chavar himself could wait until the later season and then start using the item, assuming that it's uh, not Tameh. Okay, so we'll stop here at the Tudats and we'll continue tomorrow.